Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1. Launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. All right, Bygone Geek Universe. Eric, we've got a special guest today. The one and only Keanu Reeves. Mr. Reeves, how do you feel about being on Bygone Geek today? Whoa. Okay. You are our only guest today. How do you feel about that? I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you stoked to talk about your movie today? Yeah. Okay, well, folks, today, Bygone Geek is taking the red pill and going into the Matrix. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's David and I never, he never knows what I'm going to do for the audio drop. And I think it's funny when it matches exactly your intro. <laughs> like we're on the same wavelength at all times. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am very pumped for, I feel like we just finished the Martial Arts Madness month. And The Matrix was one of the picks in there. And I do feel like it kind of sparked carrying it over a little bit into April of doing the first Matrix movie. Mm. And this, God, this movie, it came out in 1999. I was 14 years old, just old enough to be able to, I think it was March 31st, this came out. Um, my birthday is March 26th. So it's like I had just turned 14 years old and was able to go see this movie. And it just, uh, even doing the rewatch of this, my wife was also just like, this movie was so killer when it came out. Like it yeah. was just mind blowing, groundbreaking in every single way. Like, do you, did this movie hit you as well when you were younger? It's kind of interesting. So I'll, I'll get to that, but okay. So you were 14. It's going to be hard for you to remember, but 60 years ago when you saw this in theater, <laughs> do you remember the movie theater being like sold out packed do you was this like Y2K hype kind of the what is this the Matrix oh my gosh this is crazy do you remember it being just like a big opening I I do like I I I don't know if it was sold out or not but I do know that I went with probably like a half dozen friends yeah I feel like it the trailer for this and the promotions for this did hit teenage kids like very yeah. strongly and um. But yeah, it's the, I went to the my local theater that I still go to today, um, and it was just it was so groundbreaking. And I can remember seeing all three of these films, the entire trilogy, on opening weekend. Like, oh, it was for amazing. sure. Yeah. Did, was your brain like this is the dude from Speed? Like what? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, it's such a crazy shift. Other people have said. I, I reference speed. That's that's what I grew up with. I have very, very fond memories of, of my mom letting me stay up and we watch speed together. And it, it's it's just really, really good. And 
Uh, but other people have said to me, no, that to me is, whoa, that's the dude from Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's Ted Theodore Logan. That was and I'm me. like, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, age again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Like he, he will forever be Ted Theodore Logan to me. And I, I think I mentioned that in the last episode of just his, his career arc is mind blowing in that way to yeah. go from a pretty cheesy, but awesome retro movie the two movies to then trying to venture You're talking out about speed one and speed two. No, it's <laughs> yeah, speed two cruise control. Uh, <laughs> what's better than a bus, a cruise ship. And we're going to um, take Keanu Reeves out of this one. <laughs> what? Uh, I feel so bad for Sandra. Somebody pulled a fast one on her where she's just like, wait, Keanu's no not attention. here. <laughs> I, fast one. <laughs> I could, I could, Oh, that would have been horrible. The day she shows up for filming on speed two cruise control that she's like, where the heck's Keanu? <laughs> like yeah. Nobody informed her that he didn't sign back up. Um, but no, I, I loved Speed as well. I remember seeing him in Point Break with um, um, Patrick Swayze. Um, and I think I, I also, at a far too young of age, this is like, I feel like you refer to your Uncle Ron a lot. I'll refer to my Aunt Heidi. She... I watched the original Top Gun with her when she was babysitting me at the age of two. Um, I remember watching... Uh, interview with, they're not interview with the vampire, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. And it had a young um, Keanu in it as well. Um, so it was quite a leap, I feel like, from those movies to The Matrix. But I just, I was like, oh, I liked him as Bill and Ted. I'll, I'll, you know, as Ted Theodore Logan. I'll go give this a try. But I loved Speed as well. So I kind of assumed. Oh, Keanu can do action. He did it on a bus. If he can do mm. it on a bus, <laughs> he can do it in this crazy sci-fi world. So yeah, <laughs> I I um we were talking about this before we got on, and just like about how in life certain you know actors and characters they they maybe take a break or they come back, and I think it's so fitting we're talking about. Keanu Reeves today. It just reminds me of like Brendan Fraser, who who did all you know some rom coms and one of my favorites, Bedazzled. Um, he he did the Mummy movies and then he 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 did an episode on Scrubs. He took a and then he took a very long break and people are like, "Where's Brendan Fraser? Oh, he's done all that." And then he comes out with the Whale and and a total shift from some of the other movies he's done. A major, massive, serious role, right? And I think of Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, Brendan Fraser and Cino Man. Like I think of Keanu Reeves in like a similar way. Um, and I think. Almost in a Heath Ledger sense mm. of like Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, Keanu Reeves is this karate yeah. dude wielding guns, wearing all black. Like this dude who was in Point Point Break is the one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just Utah, didn't register. Utah's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't get it, you know? And then I, I bring up like Brandon Fraser now and I, and I bring up Keanu Reeves now because too, like a big reason we're talking about this is um, the martial arts madness and and then John Wick 4 is out now and the John Wick movies mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves like almost did it again he did the Matrix movies he did uh, I don't don't end the podcast people Eric and I love the lake house and <laughs> you're gonna love it too when we do that uh, but like he did other movies and then just kind of I felt like Went away. I mean, you did. The, yeah. the biggest movie star on the planet because of some of the, the biggest movies on the planet with the Matrix films. And then, like, I just, like, what? And then all of a sudden, we got this John Wick trailer. Yeah. So to me, it was this the one is back kicking ass. And, like, 
got long hair and it's is insane. And then yeah. he gave us a couple other John Wick movies, and now the fourth one is out. Like he did this crazy reinvention yeah. roller coaster as well as well. But like now, I can't. It's almost like Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, mm-hmm. The Matrix, uh, uh, and 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 John Wick. Yeah, it's like true. he did it somehow. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it is impressive, and I feel like even I was talking with my wife the other day because we went and saw John Wick Four uh, the day that it opened. Mind blowing! Everybody needs to go see it. It's one of the pinnacle action movies on my list. Like it's top three, absolutely top three. And um, it, um, I, I, I turned to my wife at one point at the end of the movie, and I was just like, you know, everybody makes reference that Tom Cruise is the last big movie star. No, he's not. Keanu's right there with him. Like I feel like Keanu for some reason doesn't get that moniker, but which is weird to me because John Wick is is a spectacle. Mm-hmm. The Matrix is a spectacle. Speed, even back in the day, a spectacle. Like it's just visually amazing, and the storyline is so cool and so uh, engaging from start to finish. And I just love—I don't know—like Keanu. When you see him in interviews, you're everything you wish he would be. Like he's just so laid back, so chill. And I love it so much because I see Ted Theodore Logan. I'm like, oh, (laughs) he's really Ted. Like he's acting so chill, just like Ted did. Um, So yeah, I just, I I agree with you. There was this period. I think there was the day the earth stood still. Oh yeah. A couple other movies that you're like, this doesn't feel like Keanu. Like why is he making these decisions? And then you're right. I feel like he did kind of just go away. And I know he started a motorcycle company called Arch Motorcycle, which is sick. If you get a chance to Google him, it's like, it it just matches his personality, like the way that these things look. But he seems to just redirect towards whatever he's passionate towards, whether that's leaving Hollywood or starting a motorcycle company. And then the second, I know when I've seen interviews about the John Wick series, he was just like, "Oh, this looks sweet. Let's just give this. Let's give this a shot for four movies. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing." I've seen pictures of him like sitting at a bus stop. Yeah, and I'm always like, "Is that when they gave him the John Wick script?" And he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll do this." <laughs> you know, uh, I just I love his attitude, and I think that's why we talk about Brennan Fraser and him together, right? Especially with their resurgence now and. Um, their resurrection just kidding we're not talking about that matrix movie i mean we might uh, we might I, I wasn't the biggest fan but i think i went into that differently but that's why we're talking about the matrix today because it's still if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna go with it i'm going back to that first one um but keanu reeves uh is wholesome and and i think what i love about him and what we've seen with the Wick movies, and what I have to believe is true, I'd have to go back and watch. But he practices this stuff. Yeah, he believes in it. He's not just reading the script. He he wants to be good at what he's doing on screen. Yeah, we know stunt people are involved in that. But when he's when it's him and they say action, I mean, watching him train for the John Wick stuff, and then watching the karate scenes—that's what I love. I I picked um, the. Neo versus Agent Smith in the subway uh, mm-hmm. station is one of my favorite martial scenes. Dude, I was wrong. I mean, it's amazing, but then I rewatch when I'm rewatching, I'm watching him versus Morpheus. Yeah. yeah. And they go through the different because he just learned, I know Kung Fu. You know, yeah. he, he, you watch him switch stances. Oh, he's doing a different style now. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
like he made it look so legit. It's like mm-hmm. he had to have trained and practice. And I think that's it's it just adds so much credibility to his character, yeah. but to him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I say you you mentioned the day of the earth is still which was a remake and i never did see that but there were two that i did see and then i just remember not seeing him in movies again until john wick but two of my maybe guilty pleasures um constantine mm-hmm. and then street kings yeah. Uh, yeah. i love both of those i totally forgot about street kings that That's is a great movie it is a fantastic Gritty movie yeah cop Chris Evans, Captain America's in it. Like, yeah. it's uh, um, Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker's in it. Yeah. It's really good. But not uh, Tom Cruise headline, like you said. And Tom, I think, you know, started to make some smaller scale movies, maybe passion projects. Right. I feel like Keanu was able to do passion projects and also be like, cool, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I, I agree with that 100%. And I forget. I don't know how in the world I forgot about Constantine. I feel like that's going to be an episode at some point, too. Love that movie. Um, Shia LaBeouf's in that. Shia LaBeef. Yeah. <laughs> Before he got weird. Um, but was the, he always weird, I think? <laughs> that's true. He was a little always well, I, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Even since Holes, like, uh, yeah, he had a little bit of weirdness to him. Um, but no, like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's just, he's he's been around forever. Um, and I, I love the fact that, God, the guy's in his 50s, and he's doing these John Wick movies just so mind-blowingly and you're right I, I YouTube him a lot where they show him on a gun range learning how to safely use a, yeah. and what's crazy is I saw something a while back that the John him uh, in the movie and the director there's no real firearms on the set of John Wick they use like air pistols because it's way safer and it's not shooting anything yeah all of the explosions and everything is come is is post-production after the fact but he also understands the importance of looking legitimate. So he does truly do gun training yeah. to be up to snuff, even though on the film set, he's not using a real gun. He wants to look like he is like, that's so much commitment. That's really impressive. But I, mean, I know I would never want to hit a jujitsu mat with Keanu. I'll tell you that right no, now. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, you watch him. I can't even imagine the stuff he's, he has to do for the roles and in the scenes he makes it seem so effortless dude i couldn't even you talk about the body count in those john wick movies look at how many times he has to reload and he does it so swiftly Mm -hmm. and smoothly and like in a sick manner yes yes. that's you gotta work on that you can't just do it i'd be like ooh, like a (laughs) stick of butter oh hold on (laughs) hold on killer one second you know know, pitching your fingers once you get it in too you're like oh god i'd be the dude that ends up just throwing the ammo at him and running like john wick i mean and and that's going back to the matrix and bill and ted and 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 speed he was kind of um i'll say this like i'll say in bill and ted he was he was what he was and then somehow he he changed to be the epitome of cool yeah and edgy Stoic. in the matrix like yeah. all black when he puts those shades on and his hair slicked back and yeah he's got he's got leg pistols strapped to you know his leg and stuff yeah. like that and the leather jacket uh the, the that coat like that's a that's a pretty incredible transformation to go from the yes. dude point break the high dude to to i'll say the one yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's, it's pretty true. cool and then well, to do it again in john wick it's yes. in an even cooler kind of way but yeah yeah, and I still feel like what's impressive too is he still carries that 
connection that like i love that in the matrix we still get the whoa like he yeah. knew that that's it, he knew that that's a parody on himself he like and i love the fact i just wish there was at least one whoa <laughs> in a john wick movie <laughs> but i still feel like he looks like an edgy ted theodore logan in that because he's <laughs> the long hair came back and he's got the beard and stuff but yeah he he will forever be i guarantee you uh you know, well, I guess the first time he showed up in a Bygone Geek episode was Lake House, which I find funny <laughs> that the first time yeah. we talk about Keanu is in his awesome romantic. And again, you Sand need to watch it, people. Don't you yeah. judge us. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's basically crazy. Speed 2, the one we always wanted because <laughs> it's got him and Sandy. So. Well, and, and uh, David hasn't seen John Wick 4 yet, but there's one sequence in that movie where he's at the it's the roundabout in Paris, the Arc de Triomphe or whatever. And they're doing a sick fight scene. And there's one scene where he turns away from the bad guys and a bus drives by and he stops <laughs> and looks at it just a little too long that I'm like, that's a lake house reference. <laughs> I'm like, Keanu put a lake house reference in John Wick 4. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm always looking for lake house references. <laughs> oh, is it also a speed reference? Because it's a bus? It could, uh, could very well be. Yeah. It's a double, yeah. He's getting then, deep within the nostalgic references, yeah. And then a tie-in to, yeah, the lake house and how, oh man. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a bad history with buses he does a bad history um so you asked me uh, about three hours ago how i saw this movie um i it's interesting i did not see this first one in the theater i have a couple stories here so the first one i actually saw i have this memory of going to um a football player's like birthday party and the matrix was going to be the movie for the night mm -hmm. and um I remember watching it and like, it's not a movie my mom would have thrown on, you know, like it was just so weird and yeah. out there and just different. And so it was like, it almost seemed um, stylized in like a sexual but and violent manner to mm -hmm. me. And Especially and so the beginning. Were, yeah. 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 And so they're going to play this at this part. Yeah. Yeah latex yeah. and all that. I was like, yeah, my mom's not left. If I couldn't see Pretty Woman, I doubt I'm going to be able to watch The Matrix. <laughs> but Crow, it's fine. Leather pants. If it's only leather pants, not full full body latex. Um, so yeah, because had... Crow was also very sexualized with lots of leather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so my got to go to this party and you know they had it on and i remember watching it and i had just had football practice though or something i don't know and i was like i'm kind of tired and i'm not and i did not understand the movie mm -hmm. so i think young david's brain was like starting to check out and like halfway through i was like i'm gonna go lay down and oh, i wow. went to sleep i woke up the next day and they're like you missed the craziest movie ever yeah and i was like so i made it my mission to now watch this darn movie, The Matrix, mm -hmm. which I had blown off at. I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't understand it. I'm right. tired. It's interesting how that stuff hits you because oh, this, yeah. then I rewatched it for real. And I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm I, I, like, I want to use all these references. Like an old timer would say, that movie was ahead of its time, you know, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. as the kids would say, and this is, you know, that movie is uh, Will Smith. It slaps. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, oh, Mr. Smith. multiverse. I'd be, well, so we talked about this with men in black mm -hmm. and what if there were, uh, characters who were the agents? What if there was a matrix where it was different agents chasing, you know, 
the heroes. That I, could that'd be be, I'd still see Bill Burr. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, so I did end up seeing this straight up, you know, DVD, probably renting it and, and just fell in love with it. I still, I will be honest with everyone listening. I, I still almost don't understand this darn movie. <laughs> like it's still crazy. Yeah. And like you get lost, in, you get lost in the matrix. Yes. Yeah. You know, but then after that, this is that second part of my story. Number, uh, uh, matrix reloaded son theaters, matrix revolutions, I want to feel like I saw it the night it was released and mm-hmm. just pandemonium. I mean, everyone was dressed in all black and, and, and just like you, you could not wait to see how this thing was going to end. Yeah. Um, it was the hype around the third one. Now, will I, will I say that the not quality? Will I say that like that it kind of dipped? I, I, I think they got too crazy on the CGI, which is why I still love the first one. It's still yeah. very intimate and near and dear. And there's this connection between Smith and Neo that you just, that that's unmatched. The it second is. one, with all the multiplying and and showing off of his powers and all that, it almost got like he got too big. And then and and then the same in the third one. It's almost like well, it's hard to do Superman That's when true. they're too powerful. Yeah, right? yeah. I needed Neo. I love Neo when he's when he really is getting. He's he is a badass, but he's getting beaten up. Yes, you yeah. Know? I always reference that. I love when the hero though is down and like, can they overcome this? And we knew in the second and third one. He just got really powerful. But yeah. I, I do remember seeing those other two in the theaters. I even remember my my girlfriend at the time, her dad took her out of school to oh, go wow. see Matrix uh, Revolution. That's some serious cool points. Well, wow. I, I know. I was like, well, can I come? You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that was sick. That, but that was the hype around these, these movies. It's true. I, I specifically remember around the second one, and you're right, especially the third one. Because if I remember right, the end of the second one is when Agent Smith makes it into a human body. And it ends cl- full cliffhanger with them like next to each other in the same med bay. So it's like, holy crap. You're, Agent Smith's in both the Matrix and the real world. Um, but it's funny when you mention... Because I didn't realize it in the moment. Because I remember that scene when they're fighting in the alleyway and uh, or in that park and all the Agent Smiths are coming. When I was a kid, it was sick. You yeah. watch it now, it's video game quality. But I saw something online that's a funny fan theory that they said that so much power of Agent Smith replicating himself that the Matrix had to downgrade its graphics in order to keep up with the frame rate. <laughs> Oh, that's like, really oh, good. that's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like, okay. That's like, <laughs> I like so it's really canon. It was meant to look like that. <laughs> the okay. Didn't have right. the computing power for it. <laughs> As a gamer, I, I could dig that. All right, but yeah, you're you're right on that scene that looked cool then. Now you're just like, it's very CGI and yeah. and, and almost. He looks like Gumby at times. He does. There's the no bones. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> everything's oh, bendy. Yeah. I don't know about that. But, you know, Agent Smith, I'm, I'm hat props off to you, Mr. Hugo. Uh, you did a great. <laughs> you, you were, um, you've been on my list in different ways, too. Maybe it's just a big, big honorable mention. But the more I watch the Matrix movies, he really is like, needs to be there as a villain on our, yeah. on our list because I, I rewatched, it's, it's funny what we, what we like, grasp onto now as we get older but like you know i've seen the movie so many times through neo's eyes now i kind of watched it a lot through trinity and, and and agent smith's eyes and when agent smith interrogates him and the way he like 
pauses and th- mm-hmm. says things like with her groceries. Like the way yeah. he does that, it's yeah. very, very impressive and s- just plays into that role of being like a a computer. Yes, yes, yeah. Trying to not be. I mean, it's very, very good and sinister. And I think it's a phenomenal. Uh, I really loved watching it through Agent Smith's eyes this yeah. time. It was fun. His, his cadence and... His voice is a character in this yeah. so much. Like he does, he has dramatic pauses. And I feel like anybody with a last name Anderson, just Mr. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. It's just, yeah. it's so, it's it's sinister, but also it sounds non-threatening too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like enticing, but you know there's something bad behind it. Um, and just his glasses, his suit, the way he carried himself. Um, and even at the very beginning too, when, oh, I think uh, my men can handle a little girl. Your men yeah, are already, already dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just so matter of fact. that He's just, I don't know. He's so good throughout this whole movie. And I don't think, he. I, th- I feel like he's one of those actors that only takes on certain things where yeah. he knows he can knock it out of the park. He's like a, was it Daniel Day-Lewis? He's like that to me. He seems method. That yeah. even like at the catering table in between cuts of the Matrix, he was probably not dropping that character. But I mean, it shows. Like it's so intense. It's so intense. I'd love it if Keanu Reeves called him and he'd be like, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. And Keanu just, all right, here we go. You know. All right, but, here you go. You know, this is lasting for the past 30 years. We'll keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> I tracked the blue pill. Um, you know, I, yeah, he, I love Lord of the Rings. I do. And I'm so sorry. Everyone's going to get mad at me because I don't remember. But he played, the role he played in the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Hugo, was so like, he got he's got this jaw yeah and like the way he is cadence and he says stuff it's just mm-hmm. like very very good and powerful um but he's agent smith is just um a fantastic villain now going back to this movie and it being ahead of its time i mean right from the get-go right you talked Jeez. about you know trinity and that scene and your men are already dead and here watching it you're watching it and action alone that's something I think could have carried this movie because, like I said, I didn't understand it the first time I watched it. But like when she, when you see the slowdown and the way the brutality of her of her scenes of yeah. how she's destroying the arm and this and that, you're just well, like she takes the crane kick full airborne. Yeah, <laughs> like she just, you know, you take Daniel San's move and you're like, holy crap, like this is way. And then yeah, you're right. That rotating, the yeah. the, the I think they reference it as like bullet time or matrix time. I had never seen anything like that before. Ever. I don't think I had either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, and she's, you know, we, I have been asked by female people in my life, female people, um, <laughs> to reference, you know, what did, what, you know, what did girls like and this and that? And like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But in this, Trinity was a badass. And I will yes. say that, that, you know, just given all the love to that character. I know that that actress said she had been like immediately after Matrix was like a grandma in mm. casting eyes. And yeah. it's like, I'm glad that I'm glad Resurrections exist so that she could show that she's not and and she's uh, still a badass. But like that scene just showed how just incredible uh, her character was and, yeah. and how cool looking her character was too. Mm-hmm. And just like you're now immediately sucked into this world. Like, yeah. What is this? Well, and it's literally because when I rewatched it, it's like six minutes almost to exactly 
to where it goes from the opening credits that it's six minutes of just an insane fight sequence, an insane roof foot chase, like establishing the good guys versus the bad guys. Yeah. And then for her to get like sucked back in through um, uh, the phone system when the, they run into the, the the phone booth and stuff, like it's all within six minutes that they establish that. And I, I'll, I mean, it's such a mind blowing opening sequence in mm -hmm. that way. And even the establishment of like the matrix having that green lighting and the hue, it, like you felt like you were in another world. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't know. I feel like that whole opening sequence is just absolutely mind blowing. And then you realize I, I had looked up online to try to find different movie facts about the matrix that originally the matrix was given $10 million from the studio and the Wachowskis decided, you know what, we need more than that, but we need to have justifiable reasons. They took that $10 million and spent it all on that opening sequence. Oh, and then yeah. they showed the opening sequence to the, the actual the directors and all the big wigs and producers. They loved it so much that they gave them $80 million to do the rest of the movie. Like, wow. talk about a risk. But that's why that opening sequence is so mind-blowing, is they spent their entire original budget on just that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Spare no expense. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. And they, the, the $80 million that they got after, well used as well, because if that scene sets the tone, the movie never lets up after that. No. I mean, there are just so many... This movie has like a lot of... Um, monumental like just in very I, I love this movie because it's got very in, huge inspiring scenes because yes. it's this guy who we see at a computer desk and is basically knows he's not fulfilling anything he wants to and just kind of doing his thing and it's not you know he, you know he's not happy and, and and thank god morpheus sees more potential in him but like is it the class? Is this like a classic underdog story? You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and and like this this David versus Goliath, and like will he? Can he realize his maximal as his and maximize his potential? Yeah. And the movie has very just cool scenes that builds when he does, mm -hmm. and then how he can keep leveling up. And they're very inspiring. Like I'll oh, rewatch yeah. some of those scenes. There's one in particular that I'm kind of saving. We'll get to it. But like that's what this the first movie had. I think that the other two. Did couldn't because right. then he got as powerful as he was. He can't go back. Right. Yeah. You know? It's true because like I feel like your comparison to Superman, we're getting to see the Clark Kent. We're getting to see yeah. him easing into his powers and becoming Superman in the final sequence of this movie, essentially. And um and yeah, it's hard. It like you said for the second and third, he's Superman. Like he's all powerful. He's the one. He's everything. Um. But the origin of him in this from Mr. Anderson to Neo is is such I, I, it's done in such an amazing way. And you realize how much this movie, as much as we said that his that Hugo Weaving is so essential. Lawrence Fishburne is so essential. Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity is so essential. There's all these pairings. That throughout this movie, you're like, oh, this is a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And then two seconds later, it's another set and then another set. And you're like, man, this casting was so well done. Yeah. And I feel like if you missed any of those pieces, if you didn't have Trinity, if you didn't have Morpheus, you didn't have Agent Smith, the movie would not have worked. They are 
absolutely all necessary throughout this. Um, and I, I, I feel like even too, I like that when, when, um, Neo at the time finally decides to follow, like wakes up from his computer, they tell him to follow the white rabbit and he sees the white rabbit tattoo and he sees Trinity for the first time. I think it's funny that in 1999, they have a line of dialogue that he's like, oh, I thought you would be a dude. Um, and, but she's already established in this movie as to me, she's right up there with equivalent badassery of Neo. Like she's as equivalent of just because of that first fight sequence and later fight sequences. Um, Carrie Ann Moss, she was just, she was mind blowing in this, uh, from start to finish in all three, well, all four movies. Um, but yeah, it's just, and then. I just love Lawrence Fishburne in this as well. And he he carried himself in such a... There's the overloading amounts of coolness in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. you'd look at Neo and you want to dress like him, but then you see the, sh- the jacket and the sunglasses of Morpheus and like, wait, I want to dress like him, but no, Agent Smith looks cool over here. Like, it was so... It was just so much overwhelming amount of coolness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and I'm... It's funny when we talked about John Wick... I love the little reunions we get in the, as these actors do later roles in other movies, and that's a very cool, like, Lawrence Fishburne is in the John Wick yeah. movies. He's so good as Morpheus, though, that I yeah. that's who I know and see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I've done the rewatch through Morpheus as Lawrence Fishburne's character before, and just, like, when the... The, he's the Mr. Miyagi of this yeah. movie and he's tasked with saving the world by training this guy. Yeah. And like, you can see it. He's a very physical and facial actor as well. And you could see it through his eyes of just like, like when he, dude, I remember when he was like all bloody uh, in that one scene where he's got to escape, like mm-hmm. he carries the sweat and the blood and the pain he just received and the beating he just took. Like yeah. he's just a really great actor too. Mm-hmm. And his cadence and delivery is, is just fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, the epitome of cool. And this movie takes like, um, it's, it's, it's got a lot of, you know, tributes and respect to martial arts movies. I also think like you talked about gaming canon and how they had to downgrade all that. Like it, it, it's very true to a really good video game. We know you're going to be the main character. That's great. But if the game, if I don't fall in love with some of the, like the side characters and That's there's no chemistry, what's it all for? Yeah. Who am I saving? What mm-hmm. are we building towards? What's this team going to do together? And I, I actually kind of did focus on that too with this rewatch. Those other side characters, like the guy who's operating the Matrix, yeah, and his, the other dude, the ones who were born in that world. They're, mm-hmm. they're. I can't remember what he said, but just like legit, real, yeah, you know, people. And then of course, I think it's Sykes who mm-hmm. just, you know, I've mm-hmm. always hated him, and he's <laughs> such a good cast for that because he just looks. You know, like he's gonna stab you in the back. Yeah, he does. Like he, what Morpheus? Morpheus, Morpheus, <laughs> you have such good things going for you. At this man, how? Yeah, seriously. Think, what did you take the blue pill that day? Like, why did you pick him? You know what I mean? Massive oversight. Massive hey, come oversight. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was. He was very schmarmy. The way, yeah, every bit of him. It made no sense why he would be on Morpheus's crew. When Bald Morpheus with a has... goatee like that, you don't trust that man. <laughs> It's very true. Yeah, it um I do and that was one of the biggest things to me too is 
There are so many different scenes, like we said with the opening scene, but I feel like after that, one of the bigger scenes to me is when I feel like Neo finally meets Morpheus and he knows he's being chased down. He knows of the agents and all this stuff, but he still doesn't quite know the extent of the matrix and what i don't think i do either <laughs> still. <laughs> You're still trying to figure it out <laughs> what is it are we uh 20 yeah 24 years after the fact you're still still doing the math on it <laughs> yeah the more i watch it though, i'm like maybe we're in a we are in the matrix maybe this is the matrix <laughs> yeah maybe we're not meant to understand it <laughs> yeah yeah but it um I feel like that whole scene, and it was spoofed so much. This movie was spoofed it, like in so many different parodies because of these iconic scenes. And that whole thing of the red, the red pill versus the blue pill. And I don't know. When, they, when that whole sequence happens and you first see the real world and like the human crops and the sentinels and the tubes... As a 14-year-old kid, that was a frightening scene. Mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I had never seen anything like that before. Because I feel like unlike, you know, growing up when we talk about like Terminator and Terminator 2, in those movies, you really didn't get to see the real world and the hellscape they talked about, where they were time traveling back from. You kind of did at different points, but it was more of just like... I don't know, the, the, the endoskeletons fighting and just like skulls on the ground and stuff like that. You didn't get to quite see how humans were living and no. to see it in this like embryo, uh, in this giant skyscraper was just like, I, how do you come up with that? Like the Wachowskis, how in the world do you visualize that and bring it to screen? It, it's just so jaw dropping in every yeah. way. It's nuts. Yeah. This whole this whole screenplay ahead of its time, what they wrote, what they've envisioned, what they were able to... That's another thing. I said, again, I've said it probably four times, ahead of its time, because what they wrote, you can say $80 million, whatever you want, like... It's hard to sometimes the technology is still not there right. or 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 the art to create what you're thinking is still not there. Mm -hmm. And the visuals they gave us, like you talked about when they're all in the pods and the tubes yeah. and the slides. Yeah. <laughs> that stays with you. Yes, you know, it does. I, yeah. I mean, they did such a good job of being able to say what they were thinking and then actually putting it on screen. I think creativity is 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 one of the best things ever, but it can't always be uh, created. Right. Yeah. Creativity cannot be always always be created, and they did it though, and be like. But that's why this movie's still 1999. You yeah, said, yeah, 2023. They're still. It's, it's insane how well it still holds up and what they pulled off. Yeah, you know, uh, you talked about that scene. I still, to this day, when he goes, "How are you not supposed to? How are you? you when you can't speak?" And oh, he has yeah. mouth. And he's like, very just like, you know, those those type of visuals in a movie this grand, yeah. it shows they really put it all into attention and detail and care in yeah. every scene, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. That whole sequence of, because he, I feel like Neo is so cocky. Yeah. He's just like, I want my phone call and flips him off. Like he's so arrogant. But yeah, it pivots real quick. And even the fact that, that Hugo Weaving Set still so nonchalantly. I'd be like, what if you can't speak? Like, it was just, he never, it wasn't until later in the film that he seemed to actually show emotion and get angry 
Like, I feel like in some of the Morpheus scenes, like he was just fed up of right. humans. But up until that, like the whole, even when he was delivering such a sinister line, it was just so nonchalant in how he did it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I forgot that that scene, them actually pulling the small little sentinel bug oh, out of his button belly bug. button. Yeah. <laughs> Not a tapeworm? No. <laughs> the good old belly button bug. <laughs> I mean... It, that's a haunting scene because yeah they're holding him down and it, and he the machine world version you see mm-hmm. uh, and then it and then yeah it, it gets into him that I think that's where it was kind of trippy because um, we see them you know he gets picked up and you're right we talk about the the meeting of, of him and Morpheus finally and all that and the way they have to kind of extrapolate that it's just it all of it is just so visually well done and 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 just insane but then i think of and i've got a question for you but i'm gonna save it till the end but i think of when we get to see the machine world and just how um i guess where i'm going with this is like just how good advances can be technology wise but also where sometimes you go too far yeah yeah you know yeah, it is. I do feel like that sequence when he's first pulled into the Matrix, and he does. He shows them. He shows them. This is what you think the world is, but this is truly what the world is. And it um, that also again visually absolutely mind blowing, and so like I never we were like again you're used to the AI overthrowing in the fashion of Cyberdyne and Skynet and yeah. Terminator. This is similar, but still wildly different. Like the idea of that we create this AI that of course takes over much like how Terminator does. But the fact of like, we destroy our own world in order to change, prevent their power source of the sun and all that sort of stuff was such a crazy tangent that was just so well done. Um, And then the idea of using humans for batteries. Um, <laughs> was like, what? Where do you come up with this stuff? But it was so cool. And and they explained that in like three minutes. Like yeah. it was so neat how they did that and visually just mind-blowing. They should have taken a little longer because I've watched that three-minute scene like th- for three hours. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> what? Huh? We created it and then we had to destroy us, the sun? What? <laughs> but it, it is so cool though, but it, that's where it's not as confusing to where it like takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. You just want to keep digging and going, as they say, deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And and we do get to see Neo start doing that. And he, I won't lie to you, man. I hate the scenes of plugging in and plugging out and all the that. Sounds, like anytime the sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I go to get a haircut, I always have like, oh my god, I'm gonna put it. This is how it happens. But like, I, I just. Oh, yeah, anytime you port. go back into a recliner chair, you're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> So this is not the lazy boy I ordered. Um, yeah, well, I just you see the length of the thing, and you're like, "How's it not coming out of their face?" <laughs> like my head's not that wide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just pretty, pretty gnarly, and uh, I and that's what I love too about the contrast. Right, he's basically wearing rags almost, you know, just like just. But then when they go into the Matrix, it's cool again. And mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool shift of, of back and forth. Um, but I think him him processing and you're watching him lay there and, and he's learning all that stuff. And I think one of the most iconic, you know, 
I, I know kung fu, you know, and it's Show just me. like, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and so they get onto that mat. We talked about scene environments. That's that's pretty cool too. It that, is. that 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 two story JoJo or yeah. JoJo dojo i'm thinking about uh fries apparently i'm hungry (laughs) two-story jojo would be awesome as well that's a different episode though (laughs) you're right that that scene does it should have been in our environments for the martial arts madness like that was and i think that that too was a good throwback that from what i understood the wachowskis loved old school like hong kong martial arts movies from back in the day and i can't remember his name but he's like the premier wire work guy for those Hong Kong movies, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and all that ca- the predecessors before that, they got that fight choreographer to do these scenes to make them legit. And all of again, like you have Lawrence Fishburne and you have Keanu. I think they said it was like close to six months that they got hand to hand combat training in like six different types of martial arts so that they could have those switches from him doing a kung fu stance to then doing like more of like a jeet kune do taekwondo sort of stance um it showed so well in this scene as much as the carrie ann moss trinity scene was super cool yeah this was such a longer scene and to have it in that you already compared it in a great way that morpheus is miyagi that he's training him it was just so cool to see the skills of Morpheus, but also the stop trying to hit me and hit me. Yeah. Like he had such really good lines You're in it. Like your punches. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I don't know if you noticed this in the rewatch, but as much as you like the Tommy don't Lee. Don't really besmirch Tommy Spiller. Yes, I did notice it. I met Lawrence Fishburne's is cool. It's sick. Oh, I know, but, but it's, it's not so much grander. Tommy. It's it like he does. It's like backwards. He does it backwards. It, <laughs> it's like it is cool. cool. Yeah, I will. I knew you were gonna bring that up. As I was like, all right, that's some cool footwork too. But Lawrence Fishburne is just a little tankier, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I just was like. I think his butt's gonna fall. <laughs> Tommy Lee's just swift. Uh, it's but true. Yeah. I, I I thought their face off was very like a tribute to old kung fu uh, movies and like East meets West philosophy. Um, and then yeah, Lauren, you you were right. Like we we saw Trinity when we know she's a badass. We got to witness it. He's Mr. Miyagi. Okay, what's he actually gonna do? Oh snap, Morpheus. Yeah. This was very much Attack of the Clones. Yoda can fight like Morpheus yeah. is not. Yeah, Neo, you can. And this uh, that nose flip he does, you know, yeah. uh, with his thumb on his nose, like you know. All right, you're cocky. You you know you learn all this stuff, and you're young. You're hungry. It's very cool. Right. But it's you got to see Morpheus, and as I'm older now, like yeah, Morpheus, you gotta kind of. Sh- Put him in his place a little bit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Show him this is, yes, you're learning all this stuff, and yes, we picked you, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. Yes. You've got, oh, dude, it reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Christian Bale, uh, Liam Neeson, and Batman mm. Begins. You know, yeah. watch, you 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 sacrifice for a footing. And it's like, Morpheus is showing him, yeah, you think you have the next step, but the but the agents will already be 10 steps ahead of you yeah yeah and you need to be ready for that but their fight scene was epic yes it was it was mind-blowing and it gave so much just in that initial training sequence it gave so much to to neo to be like i love when he leans over and he's like do you think that that's air that you're breathing right do you think that you're really tired and that my muscles are stronger than you like 
it was so interesting because I do think it opened the mind of, of Neo of like, wait, I'm acting like a human in this world. I'm yeah. not a human in this world. I'm so much more. Um, and that was like, that was so mind blowing to me. And even though it's this crazy sci-fi fantasy, it really is. It's such a motivational thing when you think about working out and you think about when you've hit your limit. But it's like, I just need to always have a set of headphones on to hear Lawrence Fishburne tell me, do you think that that's air that you're breathing? Do you think that you're not strong? Like, I just need that pep talk. <laughs> um, and I'd I feel be like, like I'm trying through. to breathe the air. It's <laughs> not air that I'm breathing. I'm dying. <laughs> Yeah. Unplug me. Get me out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it that is a good um motivational uh tool for sure. And and what I love when movies break kind of scenes when the movies are like all of us is when that kid runs in and he's like, Morpheus is fighting Neo. And they all like stop eating that god awful sludge and like run and watch <laughs> it, you know? Like that I love when that happens because we got it's cool when movies like are kind of on the nose on stuff sometimes when it's like, yeah, this is the showdown you want to see. Yes. Yeah. You know, and then later we're going to even, yeah, you know, put it to 10. Mm -hmm. Like, like just the way this movie increased. Again, these are those big monumental scenes that are huge. Yeah. And like a blockbuster moments that this movie had uh, three distinct ones and this was, uh, was the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, I just loved, I loved it. I do. I think you're right. And I like the fact that this movie kind of teases you as you go on, that you see him go from Mr. Anderson to Neo, but not full Neo. And he's not right. fully confident yet that you get to see, at least in this first training one, they kind of reveal that he's a little different by all of a sudden. Because I, I think even one of the younger guys that's watching him back on the ship says that he moves like an agent, that he's just like, that they're like, wait, I've never seen this before. But then I like that they curb that with like, he doesn't know any, everything yet. He can't make this jump that like nobody yeah. makes the jump. And that <laughs> even the one sense. doesn't make the jump. Yeah. I know I could not make, <laughs> there's no, you can tell me all day and night that I'm in a simulated world. I am not doing that. <laughs> like that's my line in the sand. Um, but again, another groundbreaking scene. And just the, the whole free your mind line is now locked in pop culture and seeing Lawrence Fishburne clear two skyscrapers and yeah, to have the Ted Theodore Logan throwback of, whoa, it's just, it's such a great scene. But I love him arrogant, cocky, running across and then just completely falling. <laughs> like, yeah. And the cartoony. Little very Looney Fox, Tunes. Yeah, yeah, very Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah. Except for when he does come back and hit the pavement, yeah, and you're like, oh, that's gotta, you know, that's gonna hurt a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I love that because you, nobody makes the first jump because you, you, you're not. He doesn't fully believe yet. He doesn't recognize it, and it's almost like when a team loses, like you need to lose to keep yes. learning how to win, mm -hmm. and and uh, he does now. Then we, we see some other crazy scenes. I'll never forget the woman in the red dress scene because it was just so like jarring because when he turns and he looks back and there's Agent Smith with the gun and you're like, are we still in the major? What right. Where, you know, and it's just like how the world and the mind can play tricks on you and perception and you see what you want to see or you don't, mm -hmm. you know, just a very, I keep having this in my notes. This is a very 
cool and like you gotta unpeel the 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 layers of the onion and then the salization like yes it just the world wants to be lived in mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's not lived in it's not it's a simulation right yeah 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 it um i i do i think that all the different layers of the training that they did and trying to build up to you know i <laughs> I, I think, that, and this is where it enters. It, what's the the Schmarmy guy's name? Is it Cipher? Sykes. Cipher. 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 Something. Cipher. Someone Schmarmy's name Sykes out there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll be in another movie, like sixty episodes down. We're like, there it is. Um, but no, the him him uh, working both sides, like, and yeah. using the lady in the red dress to have this out to go into um, the Matrix. It's just. I don't know, but it's it, that was a great storyline twist too. In his dialogue of saying, "I know that this is all a simulation," mistake, that my brain's yeah. telling me to do the, the mistake and all that scene. The dialogue was so good, but I like that he realizes he's like going back to that ship is horrific day in and day out. I hate it. I hate the smells. I hate everything. I want to be blissfully ignorant. Just plug me back in. Mm-hmm. That was a really interesting take on somebody so schmarmy and somebody making the villains, uh, giving up the potential to save humanity just because he's fed up with how gross he thinks humanity has become. Um, it was a great, I mean, it was just a great pivot in this, in this movie. And I feel like as much as this movie is, is a freight train leading up to that point, I feel like it triples in speed. Mm-hmm. After that, no, I agree, and I, you know, to Cipher's, I guess, point, um, you know, he's clearly been with Morpheus for a while, yes. and it's obviously clear that Neo has not been the first mm-hmm. one, and there's been failure after failure, and 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 it sounds like you know, he's done with that. He doesn't want to go through that anymore either. And yeah. like, he's believed he had to, maybe that's where it's like Cypher and Morpheus were at one point, you know, before that disgusting goatee, Cypher was like <laughs> a legit dude and he believed in Morpheus. And after all this time, he's like, I can't keep doing this. I want to go back. Right. And, and, you know, so I give, uh, give him, you know, like, as he's, like you said, beautifully described what he ha- is doing and sipping that wine and all that. And he goes, I want to be, um, you're giving me the chance to go back. I want to be something I never was. I want to be like rich and yeah. famous. Or did he say like an actor? Yeah, or, I think or so. something yeah. like that, which I thought was kind of ch- cheeky, right? Yeah. Um, but um, and Agent Smith's like done, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever you know. Um, but you knew there was gonna be um a crack in the armor. Something had to happen because things were going going all all too well. And you get the trying to uh, escape. Now, what I did not, young David didn't really quite register it. But after the rewatches and all that, I think one of the sickest scenes is when they are trying to escape and they're within the walls. Hmm. And then when you think of like being within the walls, within the walls of a simulation, (laughs) it's just kind of a cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and they're, and they're just like, you know, trying to find, get out of there trying to escape. But I rewatched that scene a lot just because it's, again, what what they, you could write that in a cheesy way or a weird way, but and it, what they were able to capture with that scene of them, like this team just going down the walls. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was an interesting take, especially since like 
the agents glitched the matrix to brick shut the all the windows all the doors right. all the exits but they didn't think about the interior walls apparently yeah <laughs> the pathways know? within yeah, right and now exactly. there's there's other pathways within anything um you know and then of course uh you is it, it they the, it, is it cypher that sneezes yes yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Man, Do you think I that's dust it. that you're breathing in, Cypher? Right. <laughs> you, you have know, allergies in the not. Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> Even in the Matrix, you can't escape seasonal allergies? Jeez, that's Cypher. horrible. <laughs> so, you know, I thought this was a great scene because I grabbed uh, Neo and that's when, or, and that's when Morpheus, like, Powers yes. through the wall, like yeah. you know, yeah, takes down, takes down the dude, and and they have to leave um, Morpheus there. But Morpheus is like, I know the bigger plan. I know the bigger picture. But that, again, just showing how badass he is. And and he, as much as you like a movies where an underdog gets beat up, my goodness, does he, Agent Smith he, hand him his butt in that yeah. scene? Yeah, like, dude, he makes it look like it was nothing after nothing. we just watched Morpheus do that to Neo. Yeah. Smith, that's where we really saw how powerful the agents were. Yes, yeah. Because we heard of it in like the beginning and mm -hmm. they would talk about, you need, if you see an agent, run. Right, yeah. Holy moly, he kicked yeah. Morpheus's butt, yeah. He did, and I feel like they made all of the other sequences, I, I think the only other one that really showed the full intensity was the beginning one with Trinity. And, and the way that yeah. she beat up those police officers was so intense. But man, oh man, that Agent Smith Morpheus fight, the way they made those hits sound and look mm -hmm. were brutal and were just so clinical, like surgical in the way that he would hit Morpheus and the way that he just like, and even I feel like it's one of the sickest scenes and I know it's not at all feasible in the real world. When Agent Smith slams his hands down, instead of kipping up, he just punches the ground and stands up it is one of the sickest moves <laughs> I have ever seen in the movie. And, but it's just, I don't know. You're right. They did a phenomenal job of showing the intensity of why you run when an agent is around is yeah. because that's what you're met with. That the best guy on your team until Neo came is getting completely destroyed. And yeah. it's just, and even cause it wasn't in that same sequence that like Neo wants to punch through the wall as well. And Trinity and grab, like grabs his ankle yeah. and yanks him down the the walls. That's like, oh no, you you're not you're not ready. We can't for lose this both yet. of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, he would have got destroyed. Yeah. Right. He needed something to fight for, and he needed to realize what how this is bigger than Morpheus. Mm -hmm. But yeah, talk about great storytelling. That's something that the the Wachowski team did so well. Like they built you up and then destroyed you right back down to rebuild you again. Yes. You know? Yeah. And and we learn, you know, God, what a heartbreaking scene, like Cypher going through and killing everyone and, yeah. and, and plugging them and like, you know, and and I, Trinity having to watch that. Mm -hmm. The people, we talk about Cypher being on ship long time, so was Trinity. Yeah. And like yeah. that gal was like, not like this, not like this, and mm -hmm. like gets destroyed and it shows you it's some fun and games, but that yeah, people die in this as well. Like, right. In this, in this, simulation in the world and it just made you really hate cypher even more because it's mm -hmm. just so just just it's just a heartbreaking scene right it but is. one of the coolest scenes you know as as he's about to to unplug neo right uh that 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 other character gets up after being 
laser blasted basically and, <laughs> yeah. and you know he he gets probably um one of the better come up and it's like yes mm-hmm. he got the, the, the villain got what he deserved right, right? seems like mm-hmm. i think we all were just like shouting for joy on that moment when cypher gets blasted well um, and it's kind of nice too that a real human yeah. who wants to truly save humanity yeah. saves humanity it was it's so it, it's again 14 year old young eric like whatever i don't know what that means <laughs> but like you watch it now and you're like oh that's kind of cool that you yeah. know that they did that for a reason that a real human b- born in this real hellscape of a world is the one that saved the one <laughs> like that's yeah. super cool when you think about it um but yeah to go from that heartbreaking sequence where you think oh man all that's left on this team, all that can save Morpheus is Trinity and Neo, not this whole crew. But I'll tell you what, the the, the suit up sequence of this, of going into the, needing a lot of guns and going into that virtual gun room and seeing Keanu suit up, them going into that lobby oh my to, gosh. is the equivalent, it is right up there with Arnold in Cyberdyne trying yeah. to get the, the brain chip and the endo arm it is so mind-blowing it and i feel like it's only a maybe five minutes long but the music and the kickoff of it of him walking through that metal detector and opening that trench coat <laughs> is so so cool but again yeah. it's another groundbreaking blockbuster level scene that we've never witnessed before until right. this movie and the shooting, the flipping, the destruction was just, I don't know, it hit me so hard as a 14-year-old. And still when I watch it today as a 38-year-old, I'm like, this scene still stands. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. It's one of those when we did the rewatch, it's like, I cannot wait to get to that scene. Yeah. Because the stylization <laughs> and the Matrix time and yeah. the guns and the way they just shot the shot that uh the way they filmed it i mean it was it it is like something i'd never seen before and it just showed another creativity layer of what they were planning on doing and yeah it's not it's not that long but it was very very cool and uh, you know i'm kind of like um you know brackus uh we'll give ralph Mueller another shout out and we'll talk about that too but you know i'm not a gun guy i've never um you know i don't, never shot a gun but like you know I like the kung fu style and all that, but I thought this was a very, very just cool, cool scene, mm-hmm. um, and and just very, very stylized, you know. And and then I loved what we got uh, later, how they do, you know, Morpheus. This is where I was talking about. He's sweating mm-hmm. and he's beaten, and he realizes he's he is there. I'm breathing, you know. This and that, like I'm gotta go. It's it's time, and yeah, and and he makes that leap. Mm-hmm. And and you know uh, they save him, and the, that guy is waiting back in the where the in the world in the computers and like watching, and yeah. it, we're all watching with mm-hmm. gas. You know our jaws are dropped. Like you know it's just incredible. That's just one another one little big but little yeah. monumental moment. That again is gonna another one's gonna happen very quickly. Yeah, but it's jaw dropping. It is. And, yeah, I feel like you're right for them to go from that that bullet time sequence of him getting shot in the ankle right at the last minute and you're like oh no and to have neo jump out of that helicopter and then like so cool and you're right but then seconds later 
Trinity is falling from the helicopter. Hey guys. <laughs> I'll tell you what, anytime I'm around a rope or using anything, I I do have this moment where I wrap it around my forearm, <laughs> like how Keanu does, wherein he's preparing himself and gets slid across that roof and hits the very edge of it. Like and and seeing Trinity swing into the glass and the other building explodes. It's just sequence after sequence in a matter of seconds that you're just like, when is this? Like, this is just mind blowing. Like, when is the intensity of this going to slow down? Like, it was yeah. just absolutely mind blowing in that way. It was so cool. When he um, takes the, the rope and is like shimmy down into the edge of that rooftop and then like stands up and wraps it around himself. Yeah. I'm very reminiscent of Captain America pulling his shield tight. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like that last and like mm -hmm. he saves her and the way I'll never forget the way those window panels exploded and how they rippled yes and like popped out and like that is yeah. physics like that would happen but it's yeah. so cool to see mm -hmm. um and then her of course her um swinging away and mm -hmm. the explosion happening I mean it's just burning in my brain as an yeah. amazing scene mm -hmm. and just I admit if that was a $10 million scene, hats off to them because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I, I mean, I feel like it's one of the greatest rescue scenes in a movie for sure. Like I, when you think about them hitting that lobby to then the explosion of the helicopter and him pulling Trinity up and every, cause I feel like too, I, I don't remember if his name's tank or something, the, uh, the one human that's left uh, yeah. on the ship. That he just so like the second he sees that he's like he's it. the one I knew yeah. like yeah oh, it was so good it was so good um, but I do I feel like from that rescue scene to then realizing that it's just like okay we need to bring we need to finish this fight yeah. um, again it's the freight train that continues to speed up <laughs> like <laughs> because it is uh, I feel like you mentioned it in. Uh, the martial arts madness episode, but rewatching it again, the 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 Agent Smith Neo subway scene is mind blowing. Is absolutely jaw dropping in yeah. every single way, and it's what you the Wachowskis did such a good job of building to this point mm -hmm. that the idea of like there's the staircase, are you gonna run, or are you gonna fight, and the way Keanu does it is so freaking good yeah. like i loved it i loved every second of this scene the showdown and i always hated much like the his mouth getting um digitally shut i always hated the that dude laying there on the couch turning into an agent because the way it starts you're like oh yeah, no yeah. you know and of course trinity gets the phone and she escapes but you know neo's yeah he's like run you run and he's like he's believing He's fight. He's gonna stay and 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 go for it. And I love that East versus versus West because it's 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 meant to be a tumbleweed blowing across yeah. this this duel. And mm -hmm. it's the newspaper, and it's just such a cool environment and very much like uh, three, two, one. Let's fight. And this mm -hmm. is your 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 platform, your environment. And uh, we've we've lost the. Well, they both have their 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 pistols, and mm -hmm. I thought that was great. And doesn't he go like, "You're empty." Yeah, and he's, you know, and he's like, so are you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then they, they they stand up, and I love how they toss their guns in that manner of, yeah. like, almost Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, mm -hmm. ugh, who yeah. uses a blaster, you know? <laughs> uh, I love that. And then we get 
we get the karate showdown and I mm-hmm. love the I talked about this before the blocking mm-hmm. um there's I love two styles I love where there's a showcase like uh uh Tommy Tommy Lee and Dehan did where they're both so good that they're just like showing off all their moves and this though is I love the blocking cuz they're both like programmed to know what they're going to do next yeah. much like civil war you know so teach me his fight style and then iron man starts blocking what cap's doing right yeah like analyzes movements yeah yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, this is that and it's so cool to watch who will get the hit who's gonna land this you know yeah and pff, agent smith he got he kicks his ass for a while like he oh, got some good sure. punches and shots in there i'll never that's another scene that stays in my mind of when he throws him against the wall and the wall breaks and neil and then he comes up and just gets off a million hits hits. yeah 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 and you see then neo back in the other world and the blood comes out and he's like he's killing him i mean it's it's legit yes um believable Mm -hmm. i guess yeah yeah and i i feel like weirdly too one of the things that also makes this scene is the level of dust and debris yeah like because i feel like there's one sequence where i think when he finally gets back up that he does like this this stance and when he flexes his arms like concrete dust comes off of him because he's just been thrown through walls and pillars and everything under the sun but such an interesting addition to be like this guy's had his butt handed to him but he's still getting up he's still moving forward he's taking the hits um and yeah to like end up on the subway the tracks and think that this is the final moment the flip up the and the fact that what does he say he tells him like mr and like i've got you now mr anderson he's like my name is John Wick? I mean Neo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my yeah, name that, is Ted <laughs> or Logan. <laughs> much more. Um, but yeah, that like, but even after that, to think, oh, okay, like he's he's won this fight, but so quickly, Agent Smith like possesses another person's body uh, on yeah. the train, and the the chase sequence begins. That you're just like, man, how does this? It just kept building and building and building. It was so good in that way. I think we're all Neo in that moment of like, okay, now I got to run. <laughs> like, yes, okay, yes, all right, well, get me out of here. Uh, <laughs> like then that train stops and Neo looks back. It's just like, oh, my. yeah. what do I do? Perfectly clean. Glasses aren't broken. He's not, he's not hurt at all. Like, right. it's just like, oh God, <laughs> like this is yeah. not good. Yeah, I I do love the just bring it moment, you know, as they are fighting. I always oh, love yeah. that because he does that like with his hands, and it's just great because the arrogance. And you need that when you're fighting Agent Smith because, as you just said, as he gets off that train, he's back refreshed. Yeah, he's he's new again. Right. And so I love there's there is still that side of of Neo, but yeah, you got to get out of there. You got to run. And this is what I love. Um, the intimate hallway scenes on the staircase and and um him running through you know we didn't really talk about this because i do think she plays a larger role but i i i don't really as i read do my rewatches of like i think of the reason i think of this because he's running through apartments and that lady throws the knife at him because she turns on agent smith but i think of the oracle but i i, I think when we do the other movies the oracle is more of a sticking point yes, uh, to yeah. me right here she kind of has to give neo that message and then it's more of an oracle and trinity yes. versus neo and the oracle um but anyway she's running through his apartments and and i just thought it's such a cool scene to rewatch because of when you see the agents come on the TV screen or in the in or they become that lady and the knife's thrown and all that. And I've wondered how many I missed. Yeah. Um, uh, secret transformations. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very cool 
the 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 narrow the simulation is getting smaller. Yes, and yeah. you're now in it too. The pathways we talked about of being in the wall. Now you're you watch them be in the wall, but now you're in the stairwell, and and you're running with Neo. You're running from what yes. you just saw. Yeah, uh, this dude getting hit by a subway and getting uh, coming out of it. Like you you have to escape. And yes, you, I felt very intimate with Neo on that. It's true. And then even hearing the guy back on the ship saying, you know, the door on your left. No, the other door on your left. Like it was the, it was a great, I don't know, the whole foot chase of it was really phenomenally done. And I, I didn't think about that, but the confining nature of it and that, yeah. yeah, it kept narrowing and narrowing and narrowing. And I remember watching this sequence uh, in the theaters and when he turned and you see Smith and it's like a slow-mo, almost silent gunshot. Yeah. It was so well done. And even the shock of Neo looking at Agent Smith and then looking down and pulling his bloody fingers off of him, but still not responding to that first shot. Like he had no pain on his face, no anything. But then when it goes full volume and full speed and he shoots him again and goes flinging into the the, um, hallway wall, you're like, oh no, like what? He can't, we can't do this. Like he's the one, why in the world would this happen? But it was such a pinnacle face-off and and so abrupt in how they did it that you just felt the air sucked out of you. That you're like, oh God, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, you can see it on Morpheus's face. Yes. And oh, they're dealing yes. with their own thing. They've got the machines coming in yeah. and yeah. we know how insane those are. They're, they're they're murder machines like we know that so they got their own thing going on and and then yeah you watch the wind get kicked out and agent smith almost is like we're like neo needs to run agent smith is like i'm done doing yes. kung fu yeah you're gonna i i'm i have my pistol back it's i'm gonna destroy you mm-hmm. and i caught you and and that's another thing as good as neo was as escaping um it, <laughs> It reminds me of Home Alone. Like Kevin, you know, he he still gets caught by yes. by them, and you know, like we it happened here, and you're just like, what? This isn't supposed to happen. And you see Morpheus's face, and and then you know, the the countless shots after shots, and like Neo up, up like on that wall, and just like it's over. Yeah, they're yeah. not coming back from this. Well, I think even one of the um, agents checks his pulse, and he's gone. They're like, oh, he's done. And I feel like even Agent Smith is just so cocky. He's like, okay, it's over. I I successfully killed this computer program. I'll just leave and move on to the next thing. The next Um, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the little love sequence, though, between Trinity and Neo of her revealing that the Oracle told her that I fall in love with the one. So this, you need to get back up. You need to keep fighting. You need to keep moving forward. And it's it's a trite you know, sort of thing from other movies of a kiss that revives somebody. Snow White. Yeah. Like, but I love it. Like, I think it's such a great scene, but it is. They have a Snow White scene in this Matrix sci-fi crazy movie. Um, As the lasers are from the Sentinels are cutting the ship in half and all that stuff. But man, oh man, when he gets up and he so arrogantly is after they fire, like probably what, like, 30 bullets at him just goes no and just puts his hand up with little to no effort i i'd like to remember that the theater just like went bonkers but i know internally i was just like 
holy crap he's stopping bullets he's not even having to dodge them yeah it was so amazing it was it oh it's so it lives rent free in my head (laughs) like that scene and that's what morpheus was leading to like he's like you're telling me i'll be able to dodge bullets yeah and doesn't morpheus say like that's not all you'll do or something like that yeah at one point you won't need to dodge them. yeah yeah Yeah. and boom we see it there and he like pull and you know picks up one out of the air and just yeah it's just so great and the agents are like and then man alive <laughs> i think of just like the word congealing like when he gets inside of agent smith and we yeah. see his like skin bubble up and like kind of move through him and all that i'm like oh okay but visually again like it's pretty awesome and then he he explodes uh agent smith and then <laughs> you get the other t- and like the way he kind of breathes you know and like and it's just so he's yeah. godlike. He's yeah. so powerful now. And the other two run. The, and now the agents are running. And yeah. that's like, it's so a pretty sick. cool, yeah. you know. And they hit that. Um, I can't remember what it's called in like video games and stuff. But like, you know, that one kill button that's going to oh, like. Oh, the EMP. Yeah. 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 And like just those, they did a really good job of back and forth, back and forth of that and that and that. Everyone's saved. And it's a nice bow ending, right? Yes, you right. know, but it, I mean. It needed to be done given that how powerful these agents were. Yes, yes. It, it now showed, you know, how powerful um, humans, though, and and Neo is as well. They beat the machines there. They beat Agent Smith here. And I, I'm glad it it wrapped up because I do as well enjoy the Snow White perfect ending, so to speak. Right. Um, and then, you know, we kind of... You know, Neo opens his eyes, and 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 then we kind of get this crazy shift to something I kind of wasn't ready for. I don't know if you talk about the scene where everyone's like pumping their fists and clapping with the bullet stopping. I wonder if the same thing with the way the movie ends. Mm. Uh, we get spoiler alert. We get him flying. Yeah, yeah. Out of the, you know, I'm just like that was that was pretty cool. It was. Yeah, I I agree. It, it, they did a good job of making you be like, yes, please make this. I want to see a sequel. I'm going to see yeah. if he's able to kill agents and fly, what is the next movie? <laughs> like, it's just nuts. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. else do we not know? Like, how deeper does this rabbit hole go? And, yeah. And what, is, and what is next? And, you know, it... We talked about the, the other two movies, and I still love the other two movies. I really do. Like this watching of the first one has made me want to watch the other two and and complete it. I'm not ready to. Re- maybe I need to watch Resurrection again, um, just because when I first, it's just not the Matrix. I grew. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Lawrence Fisher wasn't even in it, and like, yeah. you know, if you how are you not going to do that without him? Like that's to me how strong he is. Right. Um. And so you know, I think I'll watch it again now, knowing what I know and my expectations are a little lower, but watching this first one i'm excited to to do that again with the second one of how i viewed it and and just kind of pick apart the other side and what the what they're fighting for and what they're believing in versus neo yeah um but i do think as cool as the outfits were i love neo's outfits in the later movies Mm -hmm. i I just think it's just kind of cooler looking for sure i would agree because he goes like collarless he doesn't have like a yeah, he, he's very edgy looking. He doesn't tend to take his sunglasses off in like the whole second movie, right. <laughs> I feel like. At least in The Matrix, he doesn't. But um, it's funny because I was trying to look up. There is tons of fan theories around The Matrix just because oh. it's the freaking Matrix. And there's a lot of them that it's like, oh, you know, 
uh, Neo's not the one. Agent Smith is the one that he oh. brings down the Matrix. Are by. you going to ruin Christmas? Uh, Santa no, Claus. I'm not going to ruin it. Oh, I'm not going to ruin it. This is actually Here we a, go. this is a fun, wholesome <laughs> one that I came across <laughs> that I can totally get behind. So apparently, the Matrix <laughs> is a direct sequel to Bill and Ted's bogus <laughs> journey. So hear me out. If you remember in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, there's bad robot uses of Bill and Ted, and they create good robot uses to face them and save the world. So that is the spark of AI in, in the human world that leads to the matrix. The machines take over, but there's a small portion of the programming that is still good robot uses. And what do they do? They resurrect the man that created them, Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> and he becomes the one and what does he do? He bridges the gap between man and machine and teaches them to be excellent to one another. <laughs> That's a fan theory I can get behind. <laughs> you know, when you explain it like that, yeah, all right, all right. I'm going <laughs> to stick with mine that he took uh, uh, the blue pill, and then boom, we got the lake house. <laughs> and that's that's how it ended for him. <laughs> Agent Smith, yeah, yeah. Instead of like, yeah, having the Agent Smith ending, he's his uh, his villain is a bus. <laughs> yeah. So everyone wants to know, what would you pick, red or blue pill? The funny thing is, is I feel like I'm boring. I feel like I would have just wanted to go back and wake up in my bed like nothing happened. Like, uh, so you go, right. yeah, yeah, I'm a boring person. <laughs> How about when you? The, when it came out, red pill, sure. And now I'm oh, like, yeah. no, it's, <laughs> it, it just give me a big tall glass of water, the blue pill, and back back to my CPAP, yeah. and I go, you know. <laughs> Well, and as much as like Cypher's like he loves a good steak, he loves yeah. his food. I'm not going to this spaceship and eating runny oatmeal. <laughs> like that ain't happening. Yeah. Give me the fake steak in the simulation any day. I'm with yeah, Cypher. <laughs> I thought that was a cool conversation where he's like, how do we know what crispy wheat tasted like or cream of wheat or whatever? Like what if this was yeah. what they thought and it's not all that. And I'm like, yeah, there's, so there's some cool stuff there. But like, I, like Cypher says, we know what it... I know what that stuff tastes like now, and it's not. And like I, I, you know, I'm happy as a clam uh, in the sim simulation. But it is a fun question, and I think that's what they explored in Resurrections a little bit, right? Um, like, what if he chose the blue pill, and then he's seen taking a ton of blue pills every, you know, just to keep keep that. Um, but ultimately. Yeah, man. At this stage in the game, even if I knew something else was out there, <laughs> I think. I just think, nah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. We'll, so. we'll take our middle-aged multivitamin and other <laughs> stuff, you know, our, our lactate and our blue pill every I'll day. I'll take the blue <laughs> pill. I need some lactate. Do you have fish oil? Morpheus, what other pills do you have? I don't want the red pill. What else you got, man? Do <laughs> you have something for my knees? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, yeah, we're going to close out this episode by actually jumping back briefly to the martial arts madness episode. That uh, David has made, actually in that episode, you made reference a lot to your Uncle Ron. And uh, Uncle Ron left us a voicemail to talk about a story that he has of none other than the dragon himself, Bruce Lee. So here's, uh, here's Uncle Ron's voicemail. Hey, David. This is your uncle. Listen to your last podcast. Really liked it. You know, the best of the best and, and all the karate guys and kung fu guys and everything. Well, here's what I told you when I texted you that I have a personal or almost personal relationship to Bruce Lee. 
when I was a young uh, guy, I was training in Southern California in a Kung Fu, probably one of the youngest guys in the class. Uh, my instructor happened to be best friends with Bruce Lee. Um, rough guy, you know, drove a lot of people out because of his, his ancient Chinese style. But I do specifically remember because when Bruce Lee died, he was one of the pallbearers. So oh, wow. shortly after that, he had to close his studio because he lost so many students. But uh, he invited a select few of us to train at his home. But unfortunately, I was too young to drive. And my mom didn't want to take me that far. But that's my story about Bruce Lee. That's pretty sick. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ron, for sharing that. Um, what a memory. And what uh, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of emotional uh, weight to that as well, just given the connection with your instructor and his, and his connection to Bruce Lee and being a pallbearer. Yeah. Um, for someone who, who we said is the, he's the Bruce Lee of Bruce Lee of, of, of this sport. And, yeah. And, you know, there's Bruce Lee, there's Michael Jordan, there's Wayne Gretzky, like that's who Bruce Lee is. And, uh, someone I imagine your instructor would have thought was going to live a long time, much For like sure. all of us, you know, but I'm um, the insights that your instructor gave you given the insights, he insights he got from Bruce Lee. I mean, that's pretty epic. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and can we officially say that since we're just once removed from being friends with Bruce Lee, can we say that now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we can say that. Bygone <laughs> Geek is a pretty, you know, we're friends with Bruce Lee now. Yeah, uh, that's well, awesome. I, and along those, uh, those same lines, we actually, from the last episode, um, Ralph Moeller, who plays Baracus in Best of the Best 2, who David and I said is, <laughs> David said is what the kids call T-H-I-C-Thick. He actually I called him ugly as sin or something too. Like <laughs> no, I think you called Dayhan that. You <laughs> oh good. You said oh, you great. wanted to, you said you wanted to hug Brackus, so oh, you were good. you were flattering to Brackus. But <laughs> Ralph Moeller, I ta we tagged him in our, our Instagram stuff, and he commented on our post. And I lost my mind and I forwarded it to David. And so as much as we're also, Bygone Geek is direct lineage to Bruce Lee, we now are friends with, with Brackus himself. <laughs> so, yeah. And Brackus is best friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which means we, we're friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> too. <laughs> That's right. There you go. And I'm having the same reaction. Was I stoked? Yes. Then I started to set, realize, oh my God. Brackus knows where I am. He's going to send that <laughs> helicopter. And somehow he tracked down uh, Tommy. Somehow he's going to track down uh, me. I, Tommy gave no information of where he was going. That's and Brackus found him. I talk about all this stuff all the time. He could be here any minute. He's with got his metal IP stick. addresses. Yeah. <laughs> Start uh, strengthening your neck. We know what happens. <laughs> and then I just said, I called him ugly as sin. And then he didn't. And now he thinks that he is. And I did. Oh, man. And then I can't even apologize. I can't be like, no, no, I was talking about Dayhan. Dayhan <laughs> liked our stuff too. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. We're screwed alive. either way. <laughs> I better take the, the red pill and go into the Matrix and learn Kung Fu. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to need it. <laughs> but thank you. I feel like I just call him Ralph now. Yeah, at this we're point. best friends. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, uh, for, I hope you enjoyed that content. And I hope, you know, I just hope it resonates just how much we love the 90s and how much we love martial arts and just all everything in this world. I love unpacking this stuff because here we are today 
we we gave love to the villains and we gave yeah. love to Brackus. We gave love to to Hugo Weaving's character as Agent Smith because when you're younger, like we wanted the heroes for sure. Don't get me wrong, we still do. But it's really cool to see the '90s bad guys, yes. you know, '80s and '90s bad guys, and how good they were. And and Ralph Muller, you played Brackus. Just you were uh, incredible as this this glacier of a man and uh and it was awesome to watch so thank you for liking our stuff and 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 i hope you uh keep enjoying bygone geek uh content yeah for sure um yeah this was a great episode i look forward to uh doing uh some of the sequels in the in the future but um yeah thanks everybody for listening and until the next time you see us or hear us be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy we'll see you guys later now I got to unplug my head. <laughs> Poor. <laughs> That's what we do after enemy's episode, Eric and I. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin.